Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Our Take. I'm AJ. And I'm MJ. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. This is our very first episode titled 22 Hours. All right, our first episode. MJ, how are you feeling? To be real with you, uh, quite nervous. <laughs> how about you? Yeah, I'm feeling a little nervous, but excited at the same time. Uh, you got to start somewhere, and I'm really looking forward to getting this podcast on the road and really looking forward to this first episode. Um, so it is approximately 9.52 p.m. Um, we are sitting at our dining table. Yes, we are. And um, I just wanted to let you guys know that before we get into this episode, um, and before we kind of get started, uh, we're not experts in anything that we talk about. Uh, this is our take about basically the experiences that we have gone through um, with the hopes that it is relatable to some of our listeners. Um, that's really the purpose of this podcast, and we're super, super excited to um, share experiences with you guys. Yeah, these are our experiences and whatever knowledge we have about it. Absolutely. Um, so 22 hours, I, MJ, what, what's 22 hours about? Well, this episode is about our son, baby Zay, and the events that occurred before and after he was born. We haven't shared the events with everyone, but we thought that with us talking about it, it would help us emotionally, mentally, and just to help anyone else that has gone through something traumatic and just absolutely yeah with just to relate to relate yeah. to them i guess yeah. with their babies absolutely yeah, yeah. i think you um, you you absolutely love the word absolutely i do love the word absolutely and essentially <laughs> you guys will find out you guys will find out really really fast um like mg said you know 22 hours is is about our son um it's about the experiences that occurred and how our lives basically changed forever um, this is something that we, again, like my MJ said, we haven't discussed with a lot of people, but the hope is that, you know, kind of laying it out all on the table today and having some, you know, our listeners listen to it. You know, I know there are people out there that may or may not have experienced uh, something similar or a traumatic event with the birth of their child. And I really feel like it's important to talk about these things. So, uh, mm -hmm. we're really, really excited and, uh, looking forward to, to talking about this. Um, now before we dive in, um, we just want to give a huge shout out to Allison Crick. She was absolutely amazing, not only with myself, but with AJ, with my mom. She provided us guidance. Uh, she provided AJ and my mom guidance on yeah. how to support me through labor and delivery in that journey. Mm -hmm. And we just want to say thank you, Allison, for all your tips tricks <laughs> believing everything yeah believing that i had the strength to even do it mm -hmm. absolutely she she was she was a star in that in that uh birthing process and not even during the birth of her son but even before during maddie's pregnancy she was a massive um centerpiece in in how everything flowed and making sure that mandy was okay and she was easy to talk to and the energy that she bought um was just it, it made all the difference in the world um and we have to definitely give a massive shout out to her before we get started. So Allison, if you're listening, thank you. Side note, the doctors even said that if I did not have Allison, that I would have possibly needed an emergency C-section. So thank you so much, Allison, for helping me push through every push, literally. Absolutely. Every <laughs> single push for yeah. sure. Um, so to start things off um, on this episode, I will let MJ uh, take the reins here. So go for it. Okay. Uh, I guess to start off with my labor, I was six days overdue. And at this point, I've tried everything to get my labor going. Um, I tried spicy food, <laughs> pineapple, I have a list here, so I'm just going to read off my list. Raspberry leaf tea, walking, stability ball exercises, or like bouncing on the stability ball, stairs, dancing, acupuncture, massage, nipple stimulation, sex, warm towels on my nipples, e evening primrose oil, warm baths, eating basil, 
And I even had my membrane swept three times. So. All, all I heard in those sentences were nipples. That's all I heard. <laughs> there was a lot, though, but anyways. Continue. <laughs> um, so during that, I guess this, I had my membrane swept that week, and um, the following days, my, mem- my mucus plug was um, coming out during that week. Yeah. And Thursday uh, evening is when things kind of started getting going. I started feeling contractions that night, and I just pushed through them until the morning. We contacted Allison. She had come right over and uh, alongside my mom, and she got me in all sorts of positions. Um, and by the evening, she said, let's go to the hospital to see where you're at. So we went to the hospital, and I was only a fingertip dilated, so they gave me some morphine, and we went home and slept for a bit. My contractions worsened overnight and closer together. And Saturday evening or Saturday afternoon, late Saturday, afternoon? Yeah, Saturday late afternoon. Yeah. yeah. We were back in the hospital to check how far I was along, and I was only two centimeters. Um, I'm kind of done with it. And yeah. <laughs> they, sent, they sent us back home um, with a morphine shot. And which didn't help, uh, and then we went back to the hospital one o'clock in the morning on mm-hmm. Sunday, mm-hmm. and again I'm only two centimeters, and at this point I am puking and I am projectile puking. Legit projectile puking, guys, all over my flip flops. Why did I wear flip flops? I have no idea why, but it was everywhere. <laughs> um, but uh, MJ had, was definitely going through a lot, so I will not hold that against her. But there was you better uh, not. Oh no, absolutely not. <laughs> Um, but baby was doing well. Like he was like chilling and he was so good. He didn't want to come out. Mm -hmm. So I get more morphine and sent home, work through those contractions still. And at one point I was, we were in the bathroom and AJ started crying and that got me so emotional, (laughs) more emotional than I already was. And the reason was because AJ does not cry. I've never... What? I cry. I think I shed a tear when the Raptors won the championship. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it's... Okay. That, that was a very important event in Canadian history. All right, all right. Anyways, she's right, though. I am I don't <laughs> cry a lot, but so but that definitely was a tearjerker, and, and yeah, for sure. Um, but, you know, during the course of all this, uh, emotions were definitely running high, um, I think as a man, you're definitely grateful for your wife during this process. Um, I know personally for myself, it was almost like I wanted to help MJ. Um, but you know, you have no control over what MJ was experiencing. So it's almost like you had to let things continue and, and kind of push through and just be there for her, which was very, very difficult. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> I guess I care about you. Though. I guess so. Yeah. A little bit, maybe. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, at around seven in the morning on Sunday, my water had broken a little bit and my mom and AJ, uh, took me back to the hospital with the hopes that we were admitted. Uh, they checked me and I am six centimeters dilated and AJ and I broke down. We finally felt we were getting somewhere and this isn't going to be... It was quite the moment. Yeah. It was quite the moment we were, we were there and... It was it was game time. Mm-hmm. It was game time at that point. Um, and I also want to give another uh, huge shout out to um, uh, MJ's family uh, for taking care of the food, just kind of being there when you know when when, when we needed somebody. Um, you know all the necessities and the things you kind of really forget about when you know you're you're about to uh, um, assist with the birth uh, of your you know of your child. Um, so massive shout out to, to MJ's family, um, you know, through the labor process. Yeah, definitely. Uh, amazing guys. So, thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we get into the delivery room and I'm not sure about other hospitals, but at the university hospital of Northern British Columbia, uh, they have an assessment room and a delivery room and a post birth room. Uh, all that are, all which are really nice and the delivery room and post room are huge. Um, the nurses had asked me if I wanted laughing gas, uh, while I waited for my epidural and I basically said, give it to me. <laughs> Pretty much. 
No. There was no the thinking laughing around gas that. Was just, so, yeah. yeah, it was so amazing. I wish they had given me it <laughs> earlier. I was sucking on the mask like no tomorrow. Like, oh my goodness. The nurses had were telling me, slow down, take the mask they were. off. Yeah, and they were. Yeah. I didn't. I was like, nope. I'm, no. I, this is staying on my face. <laughs> um, I had to go to the bathroom. And as soon as I had sat down, the pressure of sitting and having everything on my pelvic floor, uh, my having everything on my pelvic floor, I guess, it made my water break. So my full water broke. And now the contractions came even worse. Oh my goodness. It was so bad. And the anesthesiologist came in and I am butt naked. Yeah, so... Guys, if I could, I, I really wish that I measured how much laughing gas she took because I think from the time that we were admitted into the birthing room um, to the time that the anesthesiologist came in was what, maybe two hours, I think? Uh, was it? I think it was close to I two have hours. No idea. I'm pretty sure it was close to it two hours. It was a blur for me. So imagine 120 minutes of laughing gas, pretty much, like on and off intermittently. That's a lot of freaking laughing gas. I don't think it was intermittent on and off. Okay, was- well, <laughs> that's even worse, guys. So, anyways, imagine like your favorite chocolate bar and you're just going completely ham on it. That was her with the the laughing gas like she would not let it go um for the life of her so it was it was it was a lot um but anyways yeah so the anesthesiologist the anesthesiologist came in the what anesthesiologist the came what? in i'm not gonna spell it out i'm gonna try to sound it out because um <laughs> i think i'm really good in english so anyways yeah the anesthesiologist came in um and mg is butt naked and what do i do i don't think to you know, maybe give her some water move or out of the way. move out of the way. <laughs> I'm trying to cover her up because I'm like, hey, through this whole time, we've been working th- with females um, and these two guys come in who are obviously freaking doctors and they work in that hospital. And the first thing, because I'm such a stupid idiot, I'm just like, nope, got to cover up my wife because uh, I'm pretty sure these doctors thought I was a dumbass and basically made their job a lot harder. So I apologize to the anesthesiologist and the student. Uh, I was just looking out for my wife, but uh, in that setting, I don't think it really would have mattered. But anyways. Okay. (laughs) So I finally got the epidural and we got to relax for a couple hours. We got food and we slept. Yeah, yeah, we slept for a bit. I think I had uh, slept for maybe about an hour and a bit. I think I slept for like a full two hours. So that was really, really nice. Um... And around five o'clock, the doctors came to check and they said that I'm fully dilated and it's time to push. So mm-hmm. pushing was a whole new ball game for me compared to contractions. I bet it is for everybody, mm-hmm. but whoa. Um, all I need to say about pushing is... Should... <laughs> I, you, should, you, pre- you pretty much should tell them exactly what you were saying. I mean, I, I think it's only right to tell the full okay. story. Here, okay, so. well, I was, I was... Legs wide open, yelling, fuck my asshole. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what was going on, guys. This is no joke. This is, like, this is real. This oh, is real. my goodness. The pressure of a baby gum, come, like going underneath your pelvic bone and just putting so much pressure in that area. Oh, my goodness. I thought he was coming through my asshole. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you don't, you, I don't, I don't know <laughs> what that feeling feels like, but I'm... I really felt bad that she was feeling that. Not bad because I mean Zayden had to come out one way or the other, but yeah, it was a lot of um a lot of audible noises. Um yeah. Anyways, after after two hours of pushing, two and a half hours, baby Zay was here and he was absolutely perfect with his cone head. His cone head <laughs> and his head full of hair. Yeah, basically that that's what that's what he looked like with all the slimy stuff on him obviously. Um and yeah, he was perfect. And you know what the best part was, guys, is when when the do- the delivery doctor had put Zayden on uh MG's uh um chest. First thing she says was you're your dad's son. 
<laughs> it was awesome. Okay, okay, whatever. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, so shortly after that, uh, you know, we I got to cut the umbilical cord. That was an amazing feeling. First of all, I didn't realize how freaking long that thing is. Sometimes um, it's long, sometimes, sometimes it's, it's short. long, sometimes it's short. Yeah. Um, and you're cutting basically just like a, I would say maybe an inch of it, I guess. Um, and that was, uh, yeah, that was that was a pretty um, um, awesome feeling. Um, just just doing that. Uh, for sure. I'm going to remember that for the rest of my life. Um, and the placenta, holy smokes. Um, definitely something, uh, you know, that is so intriguing and weird and just amazing overall. Uh, just to know that that is the life support of, of obviously your child during the nine or 10 months, uh, you know, that he's, that he's in the womb. Um, looking at it, uh, I, I'll never forget the first thing that I say to the nurse um, you know, as I'm looking at it and I'm, uh, I took a picture on my phone. So if anybody's interested, you know, let me know. I got a picture. Hey, of it. But anyway, you have to ask me. First. I obviously have my, to ask MJ. It's, it's her placenta. Yeah, it's but it, it's I'm my just, organ. I'm just saying, yeah, it's really cool, guys. It's super cool. But I'm like, hey, um, I was looking at the nurse. and I'm like, this looks like a 12 ounce ribeye steak, doesn't it? And she just started laughing. And I'm like, okay, maybe I'm the only one. But guys, it, it, it was, it was, it was magnificent. hands down a magnificent yeah. uh, looking thing. But uh, looking yeah. Looking thing, okay. The placenta, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's a placenta. I don't know. What are you supposed to Anyways, say? Anyways, so. I got stitched up. I got to shower. And uh, we got to move to the post birth room where we got to sleep and cuddle with our baby boy. Mm -hmm. And just feeling a lot of beautiful emotions together. And it was so good. Yeah, that first night was amazing. Um, you know, it was something that, uh, you know, we, we were looking forward to. And just spending the night with our, with our, uh, with our, with our son um, was absolutely awesome. Um, so the morning came and I got to bathe my son for the first time. And he was obviously wailing. You know, he's still a, still a newborn. And uh, uh, the nurse came in um, because we couldn't get all the vernix out. And vernix is basically that white stuff on the baby. Um, and, uh, there was a lot of vernixes in his hair because he had, um, vernixes, vernix, vernix in his hair, vernixes, vernix, Mandy, <laughs> vernix, vernix, MJ, vernix. Um, yeah. So anyways, there was a lot of, a lot of hair. Um, so I was busy doing that and, uh, and yeah. yeah, throughout the day, um, I had my sister come help. My mom came, my brother, my dad, my brother-in-law, they were so excited to meet the little guy. Unfortunately, AJ's family doesn't live in town, so they were not here, but they were planning to come the following weekend to, yeah. to see their grandbaby. Yeah, exactly. So it was, um, it was an amazing uh, 22 hours uh, that we had initially with, uh, with our son. So basically, 22 hours after birth, I noticed at around 4.30, that he was kind of breathing differently. Yeah, it was almost like grunting at the end of his breaths. Um, we didn't think much of it because when Zayden was born, there was a lot of mucus and, you know, a lot of slime and mucus and stuff. Yeah, became, just, the stuff that came out of his, um, lungs. of his lungs and stuff. So we just assumed that, you know what, it was just one of those things where... It didn't, you know, it wasn't serious, so... And so, yeah. his color was paler than usual. We were, yeah. And we were like, oh, is this what a baby's supposed to look like? So we yeah. had a nurse come check on him. We had the nurse come him. check on him, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, she, did, she did notice. She's like, oh, yeah, he does look a little pale. Mm -hmm. um, let me go get a stethoscope. <clears throat> and so she got her stethoscope. The one that she had said wasn't working. She went and grabbed another one, mm -hmm. put it on his chest, and I want to say within five seconds, she had him in. She grabbed him from my arms, mm -hmm. from my hands, mm -hmm. and ran down the hallway, put him in an incubator, and ran to the NICU. All of a sudden, Code Blue is called, and I have no idea what's happening. My sister in law just walks in, and I'm trying to make conversation with her. My dad was there and my dad was saying, it's okay, you know, they're going to find out what's going on. Yeah. And I said, you know, that code blue, that's my baby. That's my baby. That's, that was my baby that, that they're calling code blue on. Mm -hmm. What is code blue? Like I would like, yeah, I, like you, I just, everything, no idea, no idea what's happening. Uh, yeah. Everything happened so fast and so quick 
that we didn't have the time to comprehend or just take it all in. It was just, we were literally dumbfounded and shocked because the nurse had taken Zayden from us within a matter of seconds, popped him in the incubator and just, you know, hit to the, uh, you know, um, started heading towards the uh, ICU. So during this time, yeah. I went to the NICU. So um, I'm heading to the NICU. I get there. And if I can explain it in, in, in one sentence, it was chaos uh in a sense that there were basically 15 people in a matter of five seconds that had rushed to that one room to start working on her baby boy um it was absolute madness i had my hands on my head i felt like i was almost having a panic attack um because i had no idea what the hell was going on and obviously you fear the worst at that time um and it was just one of those things that i hope i never get to you know see again and and i don't wish this upon anybody and it was just the absolute worst feeling in the freaking world um i so, kept yeah. asking the like aj is in the nicu and i continue to ask the nurse what is going on what is going on they finally got they finally brought me to the NICU they did warn me that there was a bunch of people working on him mm -hmm. uh, and they're saying these things and I have no idea what to do with myself and I just have tears running down my face thinking the worst yeah and when you think the worst it's like well yeah, my, my baby's about to die. Yeah, literally, that's exactly what our thoughts were that we were gonna lose him after 20, 22 hours of birth. So it was it was the moment that changed our lives forever, um, if I could put it um, that way. So um, when they got him stabilized, uh, but what did they do? They bagged they yeah him. they bagged him. So yeah, they bagged him um, because his oxygen levels were dropping. Um, and that wasn't working. So they had to intubate him basically for assistive breathing. So there was a tube down his throat that was helping with the breathing, um, during this whole time. So basically that's where we were. Um, they put him on yeah. morphine. They had him on morphine. Because they he was intubated on, and yeah. then he, they put him on prostaglandin, yeah. which, so I guess we're at what they thought, yeah. um, the pediatrician there, was, there yeah. had thought that there was a it, valve. It's a there valve. Was a valve that did not potentially close uh, in his, uh, in his I heart. His heart. Yeah. So they had to keep it, pumping him with prostaglandin to keep it open yeah. until we went to we went to children. So yeah. they they mm -hmm. prepared us for heart surgery. That yeah. that mm -hmm. baby Zay would need heart surgery, and but before they could do anything, they wanted to do a fetal echo echocardiogram, right. which the university hospital here does not have, mm -hmm. but BC Children's does. So we went, the emergency team flew our son and myself down on their, on that jet, on the emergency jet that night. And we got in, admitted it into the, the PICU. Pediatric ICU. Yeah. yeah. They completed the echo right away. As soon as we were in, in the room, they were actually just waiting there for us. And the cardiologist did the did did the echo and he turns to me and he said the heart is perfect there's nothing wrong there's with the nothing heart. wrong with the heart we will take him off prostaglandin mm -hmm. yeah. i had no idea like what was going on i was still kind of in a daze i yeah. had just like given labor a yeah. day before and or given labor given birth the day before yeah. and um i still have a lot going on with my body exactly. and i didn't really know what to do Mm -hmm. um the like the fact that they said that his heart is fine i was like i was grateful but at the same time what is it what's, what's wrong, going on right? we still had more questions than answers at that point yeah. essentially yeah, the nurses at the university hospital recommended that once i get to bc children's that i start um pumping so mm -hmm. uh that is exactly what i did because i i didn't know what to do with myself and did i know how to use a breast pump no idea <laughs> so I did, I tried and I continued and then in the, in the morning, AJ arrived. Yeah. And then I got there at around 8.30 um, and uh, I didn't even, I remember this because I literally got to the room and I didn't even have time to put my bags down. You didn't even say hi to me. I didn't even say hi to her. <laughs> I literally looked at my son and he's all, you know, he's, he's in the, the incubator and he's wired up and I see the nurse, you know, administering the medication. I literally look at her. I don't even introduce myself. I'm just like. Tell me the lowdown. Tell me exactly what he's on. Tell me what's happened. Tell me what's next. Tell me, you know, what is, what are these numbers meaning? I was the most curious person in that room and I didn't really care. 
um, kind of, you know, if I was pissing off doctors or not. I mean, I, I wanted to know every single thing that was going on with him. Uh, because then, you know, like, like we said, this is something that we obviously weren't expecting and you never expect stuff like this. You know, you, you hear, you hear about these things and, um, you know, you see them, um, you know, on television or you hear about them, uh, happening to other people, but you know, when it happens to you, you, you're at a standstill, right? Um, like I said, you have more questions than you have answers. And that's literally what I was doing is I was bombarding that nurse with questions as much as I could just to figure out why this happened, what's the next steps, you know, where to go from here. Um, and, and yeah, so we spent basically that whole day uh, upstairs in, in, in the pediatric ICU. Downstairs. Uh, sorry, downstairs in the pediatric <laughs> ICU. The, and um, yeah. I know the pediatrician on that, that morning was asking us a bunch of questions and um, we were, we had like, we didn't know, we just said like, what we wanted to ask her the questions mm -hmm. and basically know when we can go home with our son and if he's going to be okay and if he's going to live essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I think the most reassuring part of all of that part, but when he got, when Zayden got to, um, BC children's was the flight to children's. We were reassured that he was picking up and stabilizing. Mm -hmm. So that was the, that was kind of like the, the most positive thing at least we had heard aside from when we were told by the car when I was told by the about the echocardiogram and his heart being okay was the fact that even after all of this had happened in the initial hours of his life um he was picking up mm -hmm. as um as we were being transferred or Mandy and Zayden were being transferred to um to children's yeah so that evening we got transferred to the NICU and as they ruled out cardiac disease, they were thinking that it could possibly be pulmonary hypertension or an infection. So they set him up on a bunch of antibiotics. Yeah. Um, so basically, uh, when we were uh, transferred to the neonatal ICU, um, the pediatric doctor there, uh, this was maybe 11, 12 at night, um, you know, he, he sat us down, um, Zayden was transferred, you know, all that good stuff. And he sat us down and he said, listen, um, we don't know the amount of time your son was obviously without oxygen, but you know, there may be a chance that there may be potential brain damage. So I think that one hit us super, super hard because, you know, we were feeling a bit more reassured after we were transferred over to the NICU and his heart was fine and everything was okay. And then this news hits us. I was hysterical. Yeah, it, the, it, it hysterical. just hits us like a, you know, like a bag of rocks, basically. And we were just like, really? Like, you have to tell us now. But, you know, I understand from the point of view of, of the pediatric doctor, you know, in terms of what maybe it was a liability thing. We don't know. But anyways, this is what he told us. Um, he did mention that a neurologist and an occupational therapist may come to see us. But if they don't think but if they it's necessary. necessary, then it's fine. And good news, they never came. Yeah. And we were okay. So anyways, um, that night, uh, Zayden had gotten a lumbar puncture, um, which was one of the most difficult things I had to see. The guy was, you know, he was already drugged up and, and, and woozy as it was. So the lumbar puncture was, was done to... Oh my God, I didn't realize that the yeah. lumbar puncture was done while he was intubated. Yeah, yeah. Well, so they, he was. Did they lay him on his side? I didn't no, see this part. No, no, so he was. No, no, he was. He was. They said he was sat him up. Oh my yeah, goodness. Yeah. He was sat him up. And like who was holding the the who was holding? Oh, there were like five people oh, around. Okay. Him. There were like five, six people around him when they were doing it. Yeah, okay. they did a really good job. They did okay. a really good job. Um, you know, they poked and prodded him. Long story short, lumbar puncture came back negative. There was no bacterial infection. We were all good to go. Um, and just to give you guys a bit of a picture uh, on what Zayden looked like, he was ballooned up. This guy had so many fluids in him because just to stabilize him and the morphine and and the antibiotics, like he he blew up very and very quickly. And he was quickly. getting my breast milk at this point. And he was so just milk, to push out all those, which skews everything, yeah. right? Because the numbers and everything. He, he, it just messes everything up from a from a number standpoint. From like a growth, like a, you know how yeah. the doctors look at weight as growth. Yeah. So yeah. And, but his weight's already gone up and spiked up because of all these fluids. It's like, what the hell do we do? Right. Mm -hmm. So so anyways, yeah, that was that was tough to watch and just tough to see him in that state. Um, you know, and I wanted to make sure that you know, my wife had just given birth less than twenty four hours ago. Well, now my you know my son's in this situation. Like 
it was one of those things where you had to literally man up and you had to sit there and be like, you know what, put your feelings aside and make sure that both of them are okay. So I decided to take MJ to the women's center um, to get her checked out because obviously there was a lot going on. Yeah, I wasn't feeling like I wasn't feeling great. Yeah, and she wasn't I feeling great. That, yeah, I thought there was like a bunch of things going on. Yeah, I mean, you can imagine, you know, less than 20 to 24 hours, you know, you've given birth to your son, all this stuff happens, you kind of forget about yourself and worry about your, your child. So, um, you know, we decided to take uh, MJ to the women's center um, and basically everything at that point, what they had indicated is, she Everything's fine. Take, everything's fine. She needs to get paid. She, needs, she just has to take her pain medication um, and just continue with her re- regular recovery. Yeah. Um, I wasn't time. taking any pain medication, so um, I had to take that consistently when yeah. it happened. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but the only thing that was on my mind is baby Zay yeah, and his well-being and yeah. taking care of myself was the last thing. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't a priority at that point, basically. Yeah, so. but... Once I, we went to women's <clears throat> and we got back to yeah. BC Children's, um, I just told myself, take, like, you know, you have the, to stay strong for baby Zay, I have to take care of myself. So I did my best. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you did more than your best. You did amazing. Thanks. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I told you, I guess I care about you. I don't know. Oh, shut but, up. Anyways. <laughs> Um, finally, on Wednesday, the respiratory therapists were happy with his breathing, and basically he was overriding their system. Yeah, yeah. And he was extubated, and we could finally hold our baby boy. Yeah, that was um, that was an unforgettable feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, basically, we you know the the last few days at that time were hell. Um, because all we were doing was just watching him through a, through a box. Mm-hmm. Um, so having that feeling of holding him and having that touch was just, it made everything, it made all the, the negative thoughts and the, the, the just the, everything that had happened to him and just our, it kind of went away. It went away. Yeah. Um, and, and we just felt a little bit better yeah, at that point definitely. in time. So, so yeah, so he, um, continued to be fed, uh, through the feeding tube at that point. Um, and the doctor was still trying to figure out kind of what was, ha- what, what had happened, why this happened. We weren't really given any answers. Um, you know, like Mandy mentioned earlier, there were three diagnoses that were potentially, they were thinking about, so the, you know, the, the pulmonary hypertension, uh, you know, the cardiac stuff and the bacterial infection. Um, but no real diagnosis was, uh, was given to us at this point. Yeah. So by Thursday, they told us that they just want to run him through the, all the antibiotics and he was progressing and getting better. I remember, oh, he was remember getting so were, much better. Yeah. yeah. Remember yeah. they were saying that when they when we got to BC Children's, his white blood cell count was so high. It was, yeah. Like it was In the 40s? It was in the 40s or something, which is not normal, you guys. Apparently that's like super, super high. They were suspecting sepsis, basically, at this point. Um, so... We were just, we were shocked. We were yeah. just like, we couldn't believe it. So, well, his blood cells, yeah. his blood cell count went down. Uh, by by Thursday, it was it was normal. Yeah, it was normal. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they told us that evening that they would be flying uh, myself and Baby Zay back to the University Hospital of Northern British Columbia, and we would finish off the antibiotics. Yeah. At the NICU there. Mm-hmm. Um, because they needed room for sick babies. Yeah. And that was like, and I was, was like, oh, my baby's yeah. not sick? Yeah. What? That like, was, that, that made us feel good. That made us feel good. Mm-hmm. I think it was reassuring for us to know that BC Children's did a, an amazing and astounding job with him. Um, we can't thank you guys enough, um, you know, for, for taking care of our son. Um, yeah, at that point, we were discharged back home um, to uh, uh, the university hospital uh, in Prince George. Um, and we were there till Tuesday. Um, and after Tuesday, our, our baby boy was healthy and he was ready to go home and it was the he greatest. He was peeing on his own. Yes. Cause that was an, that issue. was an issue. He was, yeah. he had a catheter in yeah. him while we were at BC Children's. Yeah, and, well, yeah he did. Yeah. So that um, was difficult he was, as well. He was breastfeeding. He was. He was doing all the regular things a baby and a newborn should have been doing. Yeah. Um, by the time was, we got, yeah. by the time we, le- we were discharged from, uh, the hospital here, in Prince George, 
he was a normal baby. He was a normal he was baby. A, he was a normal, healthy baby. Yeah, he was happy. He was. He was. He was happy. He was, I don't. I'm, I don't was, remember him. I ever. was happy. I guess. Uh, sorry, I was happy. Well, I see him happy all the time now, so that's all I think about. He's always happy. But no, he he was doing really well. He picked up super fast, and you know, it was super reassuring for us to to know that we were discharged to Prince George. Um, and they flew and all three of us back. Surprisingly, us they back. don't. If you don't ask. Yeah. They don't, they, they like, won't you do don't, it. well, if you don't ask, they don't, like, we don't know, they don't right? Know, yeah. And they have to mm-hmm. make sure the weight restriction, everything is fine. Yeah. The fact that he was flown back to uh, Prince George in, in a car seat mm-hmm. was surprising to me mm-hmm. because I felt like we got, we went to BC Children's in an incubator. Yeah. And then Zayden had a, like, the transferring from the hospital into the, um, um, into the emergency vehicle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Zayden had fresh air for the first time. Yeah, fresh time. air for the first time. And I, I was, didn't think about that. that. That's, that's right. what I was thinking about. Yeah, I was like, oh right. my gosh, my baby has yeah, fresh air. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, so we all three of us got to fly back and yeah. we got to the NICU in Prince George. They finished his antibiotics. Yeah. Um, he did so well. And then remember the car seat challenge? Oh my goodness. So guys, the car seat challenge for all you, um, um, all you parents that are expecting, um, basically what this is, is the, the I'm biggest, I'm not even sure if they do it at all hospitals. I, I don't know if they do it at all hospitals, but if you guys experience it, you know, if you're listening, we told you so, but this is basically what it is, is I don't think every baby fails. Okay. I don't think every baby fails. Zayden, long story short, he failed twice. <laughs> and then, we, and then we, he was good to go on the third try. Third time's a charm, I guess. But um, So you got a baby that has been fed. Yeah, they want um, the baby to They be want fed. the baby to be fed. They want the baby to have pooped or gone to the washroom. They don't, no, or, no, no, no. Is that what it is? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Basically, they want, um, they want your child to have had some milk and yeah. probably gone to sleep. So you put them in the car seat. And they don't yes. want the baby to poop, but the baby has pooped probably in the car seat. And oh, now so they're, it's super they're uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Yeah, okay. So the baby's uncomfortable. And right, that makes sense. that's basically why Zayden failed. Yeah, so... Because he started getting fussy in the yeah, car seat. Yeah, so what they're looking for is obviously... That is stats. How, like what his behavior is and his stats. And his stats. So his oxygen levels, um, you know, his but heart we, rate but, and all that stuff. But we and, live in Prince George. So the farthest that we would drive is maybe 30 minutes. They yeah, made us maybe. do the car seat challenge for an hour. <laughs> yeah, about an hour. But I mean, it, you know, again, it could be because if you're traveling for, for long periods, right? So maybe it's a baseline. Who knows? Anyways, yeah, know. the guy passed on third try. We yes. got there, right? So... Go baby Zay. Go baby Zay. So anyway, so that happened. We were on our way home. Yeah. Um, we, I just yeah. want to say mm-hmm. a thank you to both our families yeah. and our friends for the love and the support. Mm-hmm. Without each and every one of you, we couldn't have gone through that week. Yeah. To everyone who was with us at the time that our baby went to the NICU. Yeah. To all our friends and family who came to Children's brought and brought us, us food, mm-hmm. brought me Tylenol Advil. Yeah. To my family driving all the way to Children's um, because we thought we would be discharged from Children's and yeah. that we would have to drive back. Mm-hmm. The outpour of support we received is just. It's absolutely heartwarming um, to know how much support we had during the week. So thank you, everyone. Um, that supported you us. guys all know who you are you guys all know who you are yeah um so anyways he uh he was he was good he was healthy we got home and we had a follow-up um with children's hospital in september which was kind of our last leg and almost like um you know like our last kind of tail end of the story um to this crazy wild um scary story so we, we go there in september and his heart is perfect and healthy and me and Mandy just so had like a moment. A, yeah. We had a moment. The three of us had a moment. Um, and it was just the best feeling in the world because this was now behind us and we could move on and, you know, watch our baby grow yeah. and spend time with him and, and do the things that we were looking forward to. So, so yeah. I guess I was, I was still paranoid and um, yeah. I didn't know that I had uh, postpartum anxiety 
Mm. And that, but that's a whole new thing. That's a whole, I think that's a whole new episode. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's real. It is absolutely real. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we're brand new parents. And that's probably another podcast is parenting. So that was interesting as well. But, but yeah. Everyone at the University Hospital of Northern BC and BC Children's Hospital, thank you so, so much for everything you did for our baby. We are so blessed to live in Canada where we get the best of the best. Yeah, for sure. Um, we want to say thank you to all the nurses, all the doctors, um, you know, everybody that had a hand in saving our son, essentially, and had a hand in, in, in helping him and, and making sure he got the best care possible um, in both hospitals. So thank you, thank you so much. So you guys are probably wondering how we came up with the name Zayden. Um, how did we come up with the name Zayden? I guess, yeah, we had, um, we had a few names picked out. Um, Amit really liked the name Zayd, mm -hmm. and I really liked the name Jaden. <laughs> What? And Why are you nodding your head? No, I'm not, uh, nothing. Nothing. You just, don't like the name Jaden because probably because of Jaden Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I I just kept thinking about Jaden Smith. Jaden Smith like, is so cool. He is cool. I have nothing. I'm, I I have nothing against the guy. He's great music, but I'm just like you know what, my son's name is not going to be Jaden. Okay. So anyways, um, so one day I was sitting down and I'm like, you know what, Mandy really likes the name Jaden. I really like the name Zayd. Why don't we put it together? And then voila, Zayden. there's Zayden. Zayden was born. Zayden was born. Um, but there's more to the story, though. Yes, because we still had that as an option alongside Jaden and yes. a couple other names. Yeah, exactly. So um, during labor, uh, I was telling my doula about a show we used to watch when we were kids. And to everybody listening, if you guys remember Dragon Ball Z... <laughs> Yep. <laughs> dragon, dragon, the ball. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. So, we, so during labor, I was telling my doula that when I was going through a contract, contraction, I was, I felt like I was leveling up. Yeah, she, guys, she was turning Super Saiyan. <laughs> Legit was turning Super Saiyan. That, that's exactly what was happening. Yeah, you can explain to them what you were sounding like. They'll probably know if they watch Dragon Ball Z. Okay, I guess so, or if they've ever gone through labor. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess so, yeah, so, one or the other. Um, one of the recommendations, um, I guess my doula said, was to kind of like open your mouth while you're going through a contraction so where you're not clenching because it makes the pain worse and you should relax your mouth, so... Uh, it went something like, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly what it sounded point, like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so her hair didn't go yellow, but I mean, basically she was, I do have blonde yeah. bits, but she do have blonde bits, so it works perfectly. There you go. So yeah, she was probably between like, I think she got to Super Saiyan level three. If I were to kind of depict it in a sense, Super Saiyan level three, she 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 got up there. She leveled up pretty hardcore. Not gonna if lie. If you had to be a Dragon Ball Z character, who would it be? Oh, you're asking me right now. Yeah. Oh man, you're putting me on the spot. Oh jeez. If I had to be one character from Dragon Ball Z, oh my god, I don't know. I I I really. Vegeta probably. What? I really love Vegeta. I really like Piccolo. Yeah, Piccolo was cool, but he was, um, he was a weird And my other favorite is, is Trunks. And the only oh, reason Trunks, yeah. Trunks was a good one, too. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason yeah. I would like Trunks is because of his silver hair. Yeah, that's right. And his Nick Carter haircut. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> I didn't think about that when I was thinking about Trunks, but that's cool. Whatever floats your boat. Yeah, Vegeta was dope. Vegeta was, uh, was my guy, for sure. Okay, anyways, so... Through labor, I was basically going Super Saiyan, and I, yeah, one night, we even, my, my, my family came over one of those nights that I was going through the contractions, and we watched a video of some kid going, going Super Yeah, Super Saiyan. Saiyan. You guys may have seen it, but yeah. anyways, And yeah. um, then, also when I was pushing, 
my doula was saying, get angry. And I was like, <laughs> ah! Yep. And you know what came out of that? Zayden. Zayden came so, out of that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but when he did come out, I was thinking a different name. When he was on my chest, I was thinking, oh, yeah. you know what? He looks like so-and-so. Yeah. But when everything had happened with Zayden um, at the NICU, at, at the hospital, mm-hmm. myself, AJ, were sitting on the bed while my family members were sitting around us. Mm-hmm. And someone had said, you guys should name him. We should name him before you guys go to Children's. Children's, yeah. Mm-hmm. And my sister had said, well, he's our super Zayden. Yeah. And yeah. Amit and I just looked at each other. Yeah. And was... It was perfect. It was... And it's funny that... It's funny because now I, I'm thinking of a memory now um, where I remember his name being spelt for the first time ever. Yeah. And it was... Oh, yeah. It was the doctor. It was the doctor um, in Prince George. Oh. It was a doctor in Prince George that um, had come down to check him out. And I don't know if you remember this, but he looked at me or looked at us, uh, you know, as no, they were the transferring him. the doctor that came him. from BC Children. The doctor came from BC Children. He was a pediatric doctor. I forget his name. But he asked us, he says, do you guys have a name? And we're just like, we looked at each other like, yeah, it's Zayden. And that was the first time we saw somebody spell out his name. That was a really cool moment mm-hmm. for sure. So that was, that was pretty sweet. Um, and Zayden is, yeah. and we just felt like it was fitting yeah. with everything. Was. He is such a warrior. He is yeah. so strong. He's the strongest person we know. Mm-hmm. He fought it's, through. Yeah. He fought through. And he battled. He won. He kept winning. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, yeah he's our, he's our super Zayden. He is. Yeah. So that was, that was really cool. But um, yeah, that's, that's, that's how we that. came up with the name Zayden. So in reflecting on our experience, the scariest thing was never getting an official diagnosis. Like we mentioned before, there were three things suspected. Cardiac, pulmonary hypertension, or a bacterial infection. However, we never found out what actually caused Zayden to drop so dramatically in health. Yeah, and so for us, I guess everybody has been saying, look at this as a good thing. You know, he, you have a healthy boy and, you know, there's no diagnosis. So there's nothing to be worried about. But in our minds, now all of a sudden emotions and actions are, have been amplified. It's sometimes, it, it, is, it is a constant mm-hmm. battle within my mind that while he's a healthy boy, why did everything happen the way it did? Yeah, and I think every time I personally think about what happened... Um, it's funny, I can't help but know that Zayden will never remember any of it. That's right. It's almost like a story that we'll be telling him um, when he grows up. So it's it's really crazy to think about it that way. Yeah, like, do you want Zayden to know? Do I want Zayden to know? I think I do. Mm-hmm. I, I think I do want him to know. I think it, it'll be a, it will be a good story to tell him to really understand what happened to him. I think he has a right to know. I think mm-hmm. it's his story. It is. Right? It is his story. So it's I his think it is. I, it's his journey. It's his journey into this world, and it'll be interesting to know how he reacts to it. Yeah. When he's older. Yeah. So, anyways, time right. will tell. Well, since the events that took place at twenty-two hours, we've been quite mindful of um, Zayden's development. Well, him meeting his developmental milestones. I did a lot of research on development toys and came across this company called Love Every. And the company runs a, on a subscription model. Mm-hmm. So they send toys and items that are designed for the specific development based on Zayden's age. age. Yeah, Yeah. so it's it's really cool. Uh, we highly recommend checking it out. Um, you it's, guys, it's, a, yeah. it's pricey. It's pricey, it, but because, it's worth it. Yeah, it comes I from... I think it's worth it. It comes from the United States. Um, I believe if you have... If you have a U.S. box and you live in the Lower Mainland, do it that way because we paid, we paid duty on everything that comes this way. Mm-hmm. And... Um, 
Highly recommend. Yeah, highly recommend it, guys. It's a great company. Um, definitely do your research. Uh, Google Love Every, all one word. And I'm sure you guys will be able to uh, see some great things um, on their website and the stuff that they, um, that they send to your kids. You can even get, like, toys um, that are not in their subscription mm-hmm. if you'd like, or you can buy them separately, yeah. um, which I really like. They also, since we do have the subscription, they send us a email every week, at the end of every week, or the start of every week, yes. about ideas of what you could be doing working on that specific yeah. Yeah, totally. skill yeah. um, that he needs to... that he will meet or Mm -hmm. it's very informative i feel like i've learned a lot um you know just in reading uh the first few kind of emails from them when we had gotten the subscription and that's That's all you've read no i've read up to week (laughs) i don't know which week but I've, i've read most of them um but it's it's been awesome guys it's been a great learning experience to really understand you know, um, and it's fun watching what doing yeah, and watching him play with the toys and interacting with them. It's 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 literally like a, it's a live show every single time. When and he's when doing he that, when so. he meets that milestone, it's just like oh my goodness, yeah, yeah. you're so good. Absolutely, yeah, he's <laughs> you're he's, doing so great. He's a star, he's and a star. yeah, that's keep that like him meeting those milestones is so important to us. Totally, that absolutely. And as of right now, he's. He he's an overachiever, so it's so good. He's doing really well. Mm-hmm. He's doing really really well. Mm-hmm. Um, another important topic, uh, me and MJ thoroughly talked about before Zayden's birth was social media, and our son. Yeah, I guess we both decided that we didn't want to broadcast his life and memories mm-hmm. on different platforms. Yeah. Because we wanted to make things organic as possible. Yeah, um, it was an interesting decision, but I think... I know you were right. I was, yeah, (laughs) I I mean, a lot of people know me, I'm I'm a social media... You love your social media. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I do. And, um, you know, when it came to our son, it was a very, very important conversation we have. Mm -hmm. Um, I think when we talked about it, um, I really reflected on stuff like, you know, we we lose sight on a lot of things that are important um, because we're so caught up in this world of social media and everything that's happening in other people's lives. Right. So I think when it came to our son, it was all about living experiences through our own eyes and not through our phones. And it's funny that I'm saying this and hearing myself say this because I almost sound hypocritical. Definitely. 100%. Because I'm guilty <laughs> and I, I completely, uh, I completely agree, um, is I'm guilty of having my phone glued to my body. Um, but I think over the last six months, um, of Zayden's life, I've truly started to appreciate the importance of being connected with Zayden. Um, you know, through through my own eyes and not and not through my phone. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, through a different lens. Through a different lens. And that is a wrap. Thank you so so much for joining us in the very first episode of our take with AJ and MJ. We hope you enjoyed listening and come back for some more as we have some great topics to discuss. Absolutely. And if you guys have any questions, comments, or feedback, please reach out to us on Instagram and Twitter at underscore how to take. Oh, and don't forget to follow us. Thanks, guys. Bye. And if you wish to donate, please visit bcchildrens.ca forward slash donate. You can also donate at the University Hospital of British Columbia at www.bcchildrens.ca spiritofthenorth.ca and please watch out for the links on both our instagram and twitter page thanks guys